Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. In three, two, one. First podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to our very first podcast for Blended Life. We are so glad you joined us and are willing to give us your ear for a few minutes. I'm Eric Stoltz. This is my wife, Julie. Hi, everyone. Hi. We have four kids between the two of us. I have a 13-year-old boy and a 9-year-old girl. And I have a 16-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son. And the interesting thing is about this, um, which we haven't talked about before, um, only if you know me, my daughter is not biological. I've just raised her since she was a baby mm-hmm. and I'm daddy and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. She's a great kid. Yeah. All of our kids are great kids. I think the fun thing about, our, we're not biased at all. Right. No, but the neat thing about our blended family, yeah, what you don't see in a lot of other families, um, is our kids are all so different, but they all get along pretty well. It's because they're different. They're not in each other's bubbles at all. Maybe. Yeah. All right. They give each other space to be who they need to be. Mm-hmm. So what's today's topic about? Um, so today I thought it'd be interesting to talk about actually, which um, is so far the most read blog um, on our blog, which is called The X Factor. What's the blog? The blog is theblendedlife.net. Go there, check it out. Um, it's in, in, in the beginning still, but a lot of fun stuff to read on there and more to come. But this particular topic, I think, is a hot topic mm-hmm. um, because it's an emotional topic and a topic that is really hard to talk about, if we're being honest. It's, it's um, for everyone. Yeah, Not, it's yeah. offensive. It's offensive. It's, it's super offensive. It's hard. It's touchy um, mm-hmm. for everyone involved. Do you feel like you get protective of your ex? Protective? Mm-hmm. No. Um, defensive. I, I don't feel. Do you feel like I de- I'm defensive? Um, I think sometimes you get defensive. Really? 
I mean, we could go into why, but I don't think that's helpful. I think that the reality of the situation is it's not so much about a love for your ex as it is that you respect that this ex is your child's mother. Okay. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I so. think that there needs to be a level of respect. Um, not in the not in the sense that, oh, hey, you need to respect me. You know, you need to open my car door. Or, you know, like the weird, like, you know, bow down and respect me type of thing. Is right? that a thing? I, I'm just kidding. People I want respect all the time. You no, know? for sure. Um, I think it's understanding that this is another human being that you created life with, right? You created your child with this other human being, whether you love them or hate them now, you know, or somewhere in between, mm-hmm. this other person's going to be in your life for a long, time. And this other time. person, your ex means a lot to your children. They're half of them. And so my mom would always, I come from a, um, my parents are divorced, so I am a product of divorce mm-hmm. and a child, still a child of divorce. Right. And something my mom always used to tell me is that, you know, when you speak bad of your ex, you're putting down half of your child. Yeah. Just to your point, your children are half of each of you. That's how you should start introducing yourself. Hi, my name is Julie, and I'm half, <laughs> I'm a product of a divorce family. <laughs> But, I mean, right. my mom had a point. She did. You know, it's... That's, a, that's really a wise thing, and I've heard her say that about um, yeah. your children. I know. I look at... But isn't it weird also, mm-hmm. talking about exes, you look at your children, mm-hmm. and I swear sometimes my son will do a facial expression or have a mannerism or an attitude, and it is everything I can do to just take a deep breath. <laughs> and accept. Because, because he looks just like his dad mm-hmm. or behaves just like his dad. Right, and the clearly mannerisms. we're not together anymore. And right. it's really, um, it's really odd, especially as your children get older. Right. Um, and then trying to talk to your children when they are behaving in a way that is triggering because they're reminding you so much of your ex-spouse. Right. Well, that right there is such a big reason, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, when... Your children are behaving like your ex, you know, vice versa. They're doing the same thing with you as well. So you've got to also remember that my children are little sponges. You know, we've all heard this before, right? Yeah. Our children are sponges um, since since they're babies. So everything that we do, they're going to pick up on. That is right there. That's your biggest telltale sign. You're watching them do things. You see your kids do things that you do. Makes you proud or makes you not so proud right <laughs> right yeah yeah so um that's kind of a good lesson for all of us I haven't really thought about that you know I, I mean I know that yeah but it just kind of like oh wow you know they're picking up on everything that we do from both sides of the family which is also one of those things that if your kids go to the other house like are you worried about what they're doing what they're learning oh absolutely yeah you know, I think that when your ex and when you and your ex are not on the same page, and whether that is moralistically or religiously or on you know disciplining whatever it is, right? Um, and you know that, I think it's even more worrisome when your kids go over there. You know, in my situation, there's not really co-parenting right. that's happening. 
Um, and that's really hard because I can't just, my son's grounded from his phone in my house. Can you please extend the grace and courtesy and respect to also discipline him in your house? So then it becomes your children. Um, and one of my fears is as they get older, where do they get away with more? And are they going to want to be there more? And spend time and at spend, that house because yes. they're less disciplined. So I, I worry all constantly. Right. And also, what is your ex feeding your children right. as far as when it comes to you? Mm-hmm. I know I'm not painted in the most beautiful light. Right. Now, do you think that's because of things that you do, um, say, behave, act, the ways that you are to your ex? Or do you feel like that's fabricated um, mm. as fuel for your children? Now, and that's... I know that's a hard that's a hard question mm. to answer. No, I think it's both. Do you? You know, I have behaved in not such wonderful ways. I get baited. Yeah. I take the bait. Mm-hmm. I become emotional. Give me an example. I'm I'm curious. Um because I obviously you're my wife and I married you because <laughs> of what I see in you and the yeah. in the way that you do behave and the mother yeah. that you are. And the wife that you are, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So I have an example. Okay. Would Let's you like it. one? I would love it. So birthday invitations for my daughter. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, there was a mix up with the last name because it was taking place at a gymnastics venue. Right. My last name is your last name. Right. Which is different than my children's last name. Right. Of course. And so the venue part of purchasing the birthday package there was they were filling out your invitations for you. Yeah. So they asked me my daughter's name. Of course, I give it to them. Mm-hmm. And they write her name with our last name. Mm-hmm. And it never occurred to me to specify a different last name. It was just, here's her name, you know. Right. And so it was an honest mistake. I see these invitations. They come home, and they're going out to all of her friends. So I just add on. Her last name. Right. After our last name. You know. Name. Right. And so it had, you know, her name with two last names after it. Well, <laughs> you know, as things do, I'm sure you all can appreciate, uh, it got back to her dad's house. Mm-hmm. Invitations were, she's passing them out at school. She failed to do that. Her dad sees them in granted, her backpack. Granted, she is in third grade, right? She's in third grade. Mm-hmm. Super responsible. Right. So she... He sees these invitations and he questions me about, you know, hey, it's not cool. Yeah, like you, not like her you last were the name. one who did it, right? Um, and I just let him know that everyone's very aware, very aware of her real name. Right. And that I, I, I you know, I tried to fix it. I didn't want to white it out. I didn't want to cross it out because I didn't want it to look bad. No, I don't know. It's it, whatever. It's it. not I even a thing. You so, didn't want to make it a thing. You didn't want to make it out of place, whether it affected her or I, her friends. It just, I, what, it, okay. it is what it is. And so, you know, it got turned into a huge deal right. that I was, I don't know what. What it was, yeah. I remember the conversation. It, was, remember, it, it, was, anyway, it was all through text. It was all so this text. text messaging conversation yeah. got super heated. Right. Super fast. Right. You know, I threw a low blow because his license plate has his last name with a number behind it. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it, you know, it's just I, t- I I went low, and then he went even lower, and then I got really mad. And 
you know, there's an example of me, you know, I flew off the handle. I was so upset. Right. I was so, so upset. And so then I turn into the crazy. Now I'm responding to him and right. I am being the crazy ex-wife. Because you took that bait. I took it. Oh, I ran with it. Right. You know, flag right. flying behind me. I'm running. How long did it take you till you realized? <laughs> I just felt Days that. later. Was it days? I was so angry I couldn't see. I remember it affected you. And it was because, days. you know, her stepmom changed the invitations and it wasn't theirs to change. <laughs> like, how <laughs> dare she to... touch my territory? Right. You know, I, I'm very human. Territorial. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wouldn't take something out of their household and change it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, granted, I'm, I'm, it's hard. You're the crazy ex-wife. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I the know. crazy ex-wife. Yeah. So, yeah, there's an example, you right. know, but um, I don't know. Do you feel like you ever take the bait on your end? You know what? I used to. And what? give us an example not, of that. Do you not, remember a time? Um, it wasn't something that I would do every so often. I would do it every single day. I would fall into this trap, mm. and that's me just being a man and wanting to fix things and wanting to control things. And wanting things, um, what I thought were were the best for everyone, but a lot of it just came down to um, pride and selfishness. Mm. And over the years, I realized it's not about me. It's about the kids, right? When you're dealing with your ex, um, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend that you had a kid with, or your ex-wife or Mm -hmm. ex-husband, you are, it should be dealing with them about the children, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what she thinks um, as far as, you know. It, it opinions really, it, don't matter. Opinions don't matter. <laughs> the kids matter. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was, it's, it's true. It's about the kids. It is. And I think that the kids, man, the kids are so smart. Mm-hmm. And all the dissension and all the throwing the bait and taking the bait um, it affects your mood and then that in turn affects your kids. So even your if your kids, kids aren't seeing it and hearing it firsthand, right. you certainly are carrying that around with you. Right. And your and it does affect your kids. It doesn't matter how old they are. Um, after about two years old, all of that affects your kids. Your kids, yeah. um, see your demeanor. They see your behavior. Yeah. They see your mood change. Yeah. I mean, my son. Mm-hmm knows the second my mood changes you know he's 12 years old and that's not because all of a sudden at 12 years old you know on his 12th birthday he just all of a sudden like hey i'm wise now right it's because he has seen my mood change he's seen my behavior he's seen my patterns right over the last 12 years and actually now that you bring that up i i agree and i think that in a blended family i think kids are extra watchful they totally are because they need to know what's safe and what's not, and they look to us. So I, right. I, I'm really scared of flying, right? And um, very, very anxious. And I'm look, I look around to the stewardesses or stewards or flight attendants or whatever you call them. Whatever's um, PC today. Whatever's PC today. But right. I will like if if there's a lot of turbulence, I am looking for that flight attendant, and if mm-hmm. they are calm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we're going to live. Right. It's going to be okay. And our kids do the very same thing to us. You know, if if we're upset, at, they know when we're, and they want to know when we're upset 
Why is that? Why do kids want to know when we're upset with their... Because they're learning. They're learning life, you know? They're trying to figure it out. And again, we have to remember that we are molding these kids as we go, you know? Yeah. And we have to do the best that we possibly can. And you hope that your ex, that that their other parent is doing the same thing, right? You hope that they're putting your children's best interest first. Right. Right? Do you think that you and your ex are on the same page? I mean, obviously it's not perfect, but right. do you guys, do you feel like you guys do pretty well I'd in say that regard? from the time we split up, we're about 10% on the same page. Mm-hmm. I say now it's flipped probably to about 90% on the same page. There's some things that um, I hold a little tighter or she holds a little tighter. What do you mean, like, hold a little tighter? Um, Just little battles, you know. There's little things, you know. Um, For instance, and this isn't something that we have a problem with, um, but just for instance, if hygiene's important, it's important to me that he brushes his teeth in the morning, he brushes his teeth at night, he flosses both. Right. Both times, you know. Again, this isn't a problem that we have, um, but... You might enforce it more or hold it in a higher importance than she might. We're at the end of the day, your kid's learning both places. Um, Right. Yeah. So um, different type of um, medicines, you know, how to get rid of a headache. You know, we might both have different views of what works best. Like oils versus Tylenol. Yeah. Or... Or rubbing versus your water. temples or you water. Know? You got to hydrate your children, right? Yeah, you're Nutrition. a big water believer. It's all, You know why? Because as a child, I didn't drink water. I grew up dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Playing hockey, you know, five times a week, dehydrated. Yeah. You know, okay, I'm, I'm thirsty. Drink some Mountain Dew. You know, eat another pizza. You know, all the way through high school, all the way through my mid-20s. Yeah. You know, I didn't learn about this stuff. So um, it's very important for me to take all of my mistakes that I've learned and all all the things that I've done right, but instill them on my child, you know, right. and instill them on our child. I don't just do it with mine. I do it with all of ours, you know, because um, you always hope that the same type of thing is getting taught at both houses, right? Yeah. Um, is it um, kind of switching over to a different question, okay. but is it hard? to reconcile that there's another, like there's other men in this situation, like, you know, your your child's stepfather and my child's biological father. I think that you are in the middle of both. You right. have... Well, that's the thing with a blended family. Yeah. You are, there's always going to be three sides to a blended family, you know, whether yeah. they're present or not. There's always going to be you. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be your ex and there's always going to be my ex right and that's kind of what our um what our logo what our logo is based off of right that's what that triangle is you know we are that foundation and there's there's three sides to that there's three sides to this story there's gonna be three sides to our kids story and then they're gonna go on and build their own side eventually right right but as a man and you're reconciling that there's other men here right um how do you how do you how do you respect these men and value these men and encourage relationships with these men because both men are far from perfect. We're far from perfect. Um, 
that is one of those things that was very, that was probably the hardest pill for me to swallow. And because I'm a lot different than this other man, your ex is a lot different than me. Um, so we're all different men doing different things. So again, you have to just, it comes down to a, a, a faith base. You have to take yourself out of the situation. It's the only thing I could do because I could not control that situation. It's one of the hardest things in my life, knowing that there's another man in my child's life, right? And, you know. And I have no uh, control over it. And we have so many differences, you know? Yeah. So, and it's hard being in a small town and knowing all these people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we. Uh, small town, uh, we blended family. We weren't good buddies, but we knew each other. Yeah. You know, we grew up going right. to the same school. You know, we're. Um, more than acquaintances, you know, we're yeah. schoolyard friends, you know, right. whatever. Again, with a lot of differences. Um, but at the end of the day, you just need to realize, is this person doing good in my kid's life or are they doing bad? You know, are they hurting your children in any way, shape or form, mm-hmm. verbally, physically, whatever? Or is your kid doing all right? You know? Right. And after a little while, I start learning. All right. My kid's doing fine. You know, um, maybe I don't agree with some stuff, but they're growing too, right? So as long as your kid's not coming home with these attitudes, behaviors, um, which again, I was very fortunate for, I've just kind of learned to accept it. I'm like, all right, there's someone else caring for him. Mm -hmm. Who does care for him, you know, Um, cares for my daughter and they've got another daughter, you know, so they've got their own blended family going, right? Right. And I can only say they've done, they've done better. They've bettered themselves from the time that they got together, you know, till now. And that's only good for the kids. Right. So being able to remove myself from my personal feelings, my personal hurt, whatever it was, you know, years ago has allowed me to get over it. And by not having any feelings in mm-hmm. it has just allowed me to pursue, yeah. just move on. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think um, one of the bigger differences between you and I are how our relationships are with our exes. You get along pretty well with yours now. Right. right. That took a lot of work, but you're here. Right. You guys co-parent well. Right, which is a, a miracle. It's a blessing. Right. It's only good for your kids. Right. You co-parent well. You communicate well. There's not a lot of fighting or bickering or feelings, um, and that's really awesome. I don't have it the same way, right? which I know you've seen. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, you know, I don't, I don't ever check in with you about this, but when you see how things go between me and my ex, right. when it gets, like I was describing my crazy ex-wife moment, mm-hmm. which there's been a few, mm-hmm. or, you know, when he behaves a certain way towards me, one thing that, I mean, you're, you kind of, you kind of, just kind of stand back. And I, I'm i kind of interested because I know a lot of men out there are in your shoes. Mm-hmm. A lot of men out there have to witness wor- way worse than what I get. I mean, uh, granted, I'm, right. you know, it could always be worse. And it's... It could be. And a lot of, you know, so a lot of men are in your shoes and I'm just wondering why do you stand back? And what are your feelings in those instances when you see me struggling or me being talked to a certain way or, you know, you see me being the crazy ex-wife. Right. You know? Well, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> there's a yeah, lot of reasons for that. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Um, 
the biggest reason at the beginning was because I am a man and you want to step in, you want to fix things. And when another man is talking bad to your man, you know, to your wife, you want to fly off the handle and, you know, I've never even seen you get emotional at all. Right. And that's because I have learned that me getting emotional isn't going to fix that me getting on your phone and texting or taking my own, you know, taking it into my own hands, texting him, calling him. All that's going to do is create so much more tension. I would agree. That is only going to hurt your children. That is only going to hurt your relationship with him. Now I'm confident enough as a man that I'm not going to, there's not going to be any issues there between you and him you know, ever again, like I'm, you know, I'm confident enough that that part is done and over with. Mm-hmm. Um, so you being able to communicate with him is so much more important because not only does that better your kids and your relationship with your kids and him, um, but that, that betters our household. You know, your kids are going to come home happier. Your kids are going to feel more comfortable going to and from and talking with him, talking with you. Now, I know the situation right now isn't ideal. You know, you guys have a lot harder time communicating. Mm -hmm. And that does affect your children. I know you try so hard, but we can't control the other side, right? Yeah, and I I also really need to work on not taking the bait. Right, right. A lot. Um, But that leads me into jealousy. Mm -hmm. I think this is something that a lot of couples and blended families deal with. Right. Whether it is wondering if their spouse is yearning for or missing or, you know, reminiscing, you know, especially if, you know, because someone was left and someone left. Do you think it, I mean, I know you don't, which is is great because I think that a lot of men, Mm -hmm. when they see women emotional are quick to say, oh, you must still have feelings for this person or you wouldn't get so worked up. Right. I will tell you that in my situation, there is nothing more emotionally charged that you could talk about with me than my kids. Right. You can make me cry. You can make me smile. You can make me laugh. Mm -hmm. My children are kind of my heart. I think our kids are are our hearts. And so it isn't so much that, well, not so much. I don't, I would I would never move backwards, but right. and I don't even. I mean, you know so well, but I think that some people would confuse the getting emotional or taking the bait or those feelings. I'm really grateful you don't think this way, but mistake that for having like. Confuse it with with feelings making it something more right. than it's not. Right. Well, I think a big thing about our children and. Again, this is something that I just understand. Our children are really the only thing that, not right or wrong, but it's really the only thing that we have done that is ours that we can hang on to, you know? The marriage is gone. The relationship's gone. Um, You know, unless you run away. You split everything or someone took everything material. (laughs) So unless you run away or walk away from your children, they are really all that you have left. That is you. Does that yeah. make sense? They're, yeah. They're really the only Everything thing. Everything you've built is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you kind of have to put all your eggs into that basket until you become a blended family. Then you're bringing that child in with you or children in with you. Mm-hmm. And now, 
you know, you're trying to get a, a few things growing here, right? Right. So, um, I think that's a bit, I mean, that's, that's part of just being a parent. Yeah. You know, you always want what's best for your children because it's natural. Yeah. You know, you've already lost this relationship. You're starting, trying to start another one. Um, some people might have doubt, but you have to trust. I you mean, you have to trust. It comes down again to faith and trust and yeah. taking your time. Yeah. You know, I know we took our time before right. we got engaged and really knew yeah. where we were coming from and where we were going. Right. Um, and I think that you need that trust. You need that friendship. You need to build a foundation. Um, and another thing that I know is speaking of trust and exes, you know, how do you feel about open phone policy? Do you think that you should share your passwords with your spouse? Do you think that you should be able to read each other's correspondences with your spouse's ex? Yeah, so that's one that I think that is kind of, um, that's been kind of a hot topic. I've heard uh, some people say, like, you have to do that. It has to be done in a relationship. I think it's a great thing. I don't think that it's necessary that um, you guys are constantly looking through each other's phones. I think it's better to get to a place where you just trust. But I also don't think that your spouse should be locked out of your phone. I don't think you should be locked out of my phone. I think at any time, if you want to come look through my phone, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be doing anything in my phone that I'm not okay with you seeing and vice versa, right? Same with uh, social media. I know social media is such a big, such a big deal breaker for so many. How many marriages have ended on Facebook? Right, <laughs> right. And stuff that starts out real, just, you know, innocent turns into something, a poke here, a like there. Well, and a I, poke and, here. I, and I know that sounds stupid. I, you know, that was a big factor. And, uh, well, no, it does. It opens, um, someone's foot in the door. Right. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, you, you need to protect your marriage. Right. And I think that when you come into a blended family, mm-hmm. chances are there's trust issues that you had with your ex-spouse, whatever it was, whether, I mean, from cheating to communication to verbally abuse it, like, I don't know, whatever it was that ended your marriage, right? chances are there's trust issues there. And that carries over. It carries over. Into your new marriage. Yeah. And so I think you have to be super vigilant. Yeah. And cognizant of what you allow yourself to be involved in but yeah, then a lot of it comes down to um just self i don't even know if it's self-restraint but it's just yeah. self-awareness yeah be aware you know it put yourself in your spouse's shoes um yeah would i be comfortable if you know right. my spouse oh. was doing this my spouse was saying this my spouse was looking at this my yeah. spouse was what you know what are For you sure. doing well, and something that I wrote on the blog when we were when I was writing on this topic was right. a good rule of thumb is you should not be saying anything to your ex that you wouldn't say in front of your spouse. So or your children. Oh, and you added that or your children. Yeah, that's a that is such a beautiful rule to have because yeah. it will save you. It'll save you, especially when you're not expecting it. Right. Um, there was a lot of things that I got caught up in um, after my after my marriage had ended mm-hmm. that I thought was real innocent, and and it was like, for example, um, I'm sure you've heard the story. My highlighters. I remember the highlighter story. So I was. Yes. I thought I was being funny. Right. And 
most people would. You guys would all think it was funny. Well, maybe not some of you, but <laughs> so I had a blue highlighter and I had a pink highlighter and I'm sitting there one day with a knife or, a, you know, a razor blade or scissors, something. And I take the stickers off and I just, I tend to just do stupid, funny things. What I think are funny and some people don't. And I changed all the lettering around and I made, <laughs> I made the blue one say Hitler and I made the pink one say hit her. And I thought it was funny. Hit Hitler and hit her. And I made it out of the highlighter stickers on the side. And I mm-hmm. taped them all back. And I took a picture of them. And I put it on Instagram. And this is back in like 2011, 2012, you know, way back. Yeah. Ah, whatever, you know. Everyone yeah, anybody who knows you knows, knows your sense of humor. Right. Right. My ex should know my sense of humor, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, whatever. Funny, funny. A year, year or so later. I'm sitting in court. This gets brought up. This was Cust- is it your court for your divorce for, or for, custody? For custody for, of our children. Oh. And that comes up and now all of a sudden I'm a violent person. I'm an angry person, you know. This is all getting used against me against the other attorney, against her attorney. An Instagram Using photo. An Instagram of photo of a joke of two highlighters. Yeah. That say a man's name from history and <laughs> A domestic violence, you know? Yeah. Saying. So um, be very aware of what you do and what you say, what you put on social media, where you tag yourself at. Um, Like I said, something as little as that came back to really, really bite me. Yeah. I know exes will. And they might not even think of it. Your ex might be dumb as a bag of sand. Oh, but their attorney will. Their attorney will. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying my ex is dumb as a bag of sand. I'm saying that. No, she's a very smart actually. She brought this to his attention. And he ran and with it. And they manipulated it. Yeah. 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 So um, that's my advice. <laughs> Be careful what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And also your kids are watching everything are you watching. do. And you, they, you know, in this day and age especially, you can't do stuff like that. You know, your child would get expelled from school. Right. Should they bring a highlighter basic. like that? You know, you, you know, it's. Yeah. Be, be very aware of what your kids are doing. Um, yeah. Teach your kids right from wrong. And um, I know. Do you worry about what happens in like what, what is being instilled in them? A, what's being said about you in the other household? I know right. we've dealt with this a lot on both of our, with both of our children on both ends, right. you know, false. Um, Acquisitions. Yeah. Or just recounting stories that aren't true, you know, just changing reality, you know, of what occurred. Um, and I think we all bend it our way a little bit always. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't know. I I mean, do you worry about what's being fed by your kid's stepdad and mother? I used to not Um, so much anymore. Not so much anymore. I'd say the last few years, um, the kids have gotten older. The kids have gotten wiser. And I don't think, I don't think, not only do we not care to do that anymore, but I think we realize that it doesn't matter what we say. Our kids are always going to love the other parent, right? So um, I think she knows that my son and I have a bond that can't be broken. And, you know, I've raised my daughter since she was, you know, in diapers. She was a baby. You know, they're grown. They're growing quickly, so why lie to them? They're going to see through it, right? Yeah. 
And even if they don't, you'll tell them the truth. And that's you'll a hard the, thing, too. I or think either that, that or they will just see the truth. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like I need to lie about anything. Kids figure stuff out. Kids are smart. Yeah, but it's hard. I know my kids get confused. Right. You know, when they're trying to make sense of the world. And I would say that my kids are equally love their dad, you know, just as much as they love me. They equally right. look up to him. Right. And idolize him in whatever way and, and as much as they do me. And so the fact that him and I are at such odds about almost everything. Right. From where should our son go to high school? Yeah. Oh, my dear Lord. That was a, you know, watching my son just not care about I'm, something that affects him so much because him. Well, and, you know, what's, you know, what's odd about that is he did care at first. He yeah. And care. then we ruined it for him. And then. Yeah, and then it was ruined yeah. for him. He, yep. you guys had talked about it. Then he went to the other house, and they talked about it. Yeah, and then I remember a dinner that we were all having. We're all sitting there at the table, mm-hmm. and we're talking about it. And all, all of a sudden, he's got he's got this different plan in mind than what was talked about originally. Those and, words were not his. <laughs> in the well, the words were his, but he didn't understand why he was saying them. Yeah, but I, the point of view was not his own. The he well, was what flipped. it did to him. Is he? You could see him just destructing, and and then finally mm-hmm. he just he snapped, mm-hmm. and he was just like, I don't know. I remember him. He's standing up. I remember you having to listen. You're not going to talk to me that way, and that was one of those those times that I had to take myself out because I'm like, you're not going to talk to your mom like this. But you snapped back so quickly and calmed him down. But you calmed the situation down, yeah. Rather than pointing the finger at him and be like, you're saying what your dad's saying. And blaming him yeah. and shaming him, yeah. and putting him down, you handled that very well. Thank you. You basically diffused the situation. You calmed him down and said, look, you know what? I'm going to let you make your own decision. He, you know, He's going into ninth grade. He should be able to have a say in it, whether it's his dad's say or your say or his say. At the end of the day, he's the one that's going to have to live with his... Well, choices, he's right? only going to excel where he wants to be. I think that parents don't really understand that. And I, it, but not to get off on that tangent, but yeah. I think one of the hardest parts about trying to co-parent with somebody who's so different right, is watching my kids, the confusion and not being able to even find themselves mm-hmm. because it is so loud in each ear. Right. They can't even hear the voice in their own head. And that is so heartbreaking as a mom. And, you know, I'm to the point now where it's, I'm, you know, is it really worth it? Do I just roll over? Is this fight really worth it? Because, um, well, yeah, exactly. Are they harming themselves? Is this hurting them? Is this destructive in any way, shape or form? Is this fight worth me fighting? Right. Yeah. I mean, in this case of where my son was going to go to school, mm-hmm. it's a pretty important thing. It I is. feel like it sets your children up for the future, the future, a, a big part what of the path they start on now. Right. It, it, it mattered. And so, but that's just, I mean, as far you're lucky that you don't have to deal with that, but I feel like you guys are on the same page, even with like discipline. Right. So one thing I really like about you guys is that if one per if there's a punishment at one house, there's right. no problem carrying over that punishment to the other house. And so that consistency is super important. Right. I again don't have that. Yeah. Um same respect and I think that's a respect thing. 
Right. You know, I mean. It is. It, and it's one like of those that things. about you guys. And it's one of those things that just comes into co-parenting. Yeah. You know, and co-parenting is such a broad term. I don't does, even really know what, what it means. What does co-parenting look like? Like we should do a, <laughs> we should do a segment on that sometime. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, co-parenting is as broad a term as a blended family. Yeah. Right. It means so many different it things. Means many different things. Yeah. But it all basically has one goal in mind. Right. Yeah. It's to come together and make something happen. Right. As in a blended family, we're taking all of us. You know, his, hers, me, you, and we're coming together and we're making one family. Right. Whereas co-parenting is kind of the same thing. Right. You know, you're taking their side of it, our side of it, and then your kid's side of it. Right. And you're you're accomplishing a goal. Right. You're making the best choice for your children. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So one thing that my ex had brought to my attention, I'm just curious what you think about this. Yeah. So... When exes can't seem to work it out because we're so different and we're in such conflict and, you know, at odds at every corner. Right. So my ex had suggested that I work it out with his new spouse. Right. And I immediately am sitting there. They don't have a right... (laughs) (laughs) to make these big decisions with me. They're not the parent. Right. That's where my mind goes. However, Mm -hmm. what do you think about that? Do you think that that is unconventional for sure? I know some people, some families that that is how they operate. Um, Like the women work it out. The women work it out. The men work it out. Why are men always wanting the women to work it out? This is a common thing. You know why? (laughs) Do tell. Um, I feel like it's a cop out. I feel Mm. like those are, and I'm not going to say all of them because sometimes it just works better. Sometimes those women get along good. If there's a friendship there. Or vice versa, the men get along good. You know, I've never, I have, I have. Please comment if you know or in the situation where the men are working it out, the stepdad (laughs) and the dad are calling the shots and working it out and custody arranging. Yeah. I would love to know if that exists. Yeah. Truly write. Please write me. But I yeah. think it'd be harder for men to do that because you all are very territorial. Yeah. I mean, women are too, but we're, we're more empathetic, I think. Right. But going back to your Yeah, to your what do you question, think about that? I think that men are doing it as a cop-out. I think that's the type of man who has his wife doing... His bidding? The wifely things. And... You're our social coordinator. He's he's just called to go to work, make money, and come home. And then the wife takes care of the food, the dishes, the laundry, the, you know, why why are you laughing? This is exactly, you're like, this is, you're defining who. I know. People are. Who people are. No, but um, men, I think in a household, it's very important that men and women, if you have roles, call them roles. I think it's very important that a man and a woman ha- both have roles then. You know, you don't just cop out and let the women do all the, you know, know. your, your yeah. work. Right? Well, I, I very much appreciate that. So if I were to come to you and be like, hey, I can't really do this anymore with my ex. Right. Will you deal with him for me? What would you say to me? No, I don't think that's the way about going about it. I would tell you. Like, look, I will help you deal with it. 
And how would you help me I deal with it? You, I will give you my thoughts and my opinions. Mm-hmm. But you also, if um, for anyone listening, if you're going to go to someone and ask for that, you also, at the end of the day, what are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to accomplish what's best for your children, right? Mm-hmm. So if you know that, if I if I knew that if I asked you for a task like this and all you were going to do was attack my ex. And like you, were you just asked gonna, me to deal with her. Right. And all I knew, and, and I knew yeah. deep down in my heart that you were just going to go fight a battle. Sounds fun. Not at all. Right. <laughs> but some people are into that. Some people feed off some the drama. Some people love yes. the drama. My daughter's biological father and her stepmother, they feed off that stuff. Right. Right. So I know that if I if I were to know that you were just going to go fight a battle. Right. At the end of the day, is that the healthiest thing for my child's relationship? No, now everyone's all worked up. Now everyone's worked up. You've added more people into this. And now you and I have something. Right. That is just going to be, we can't go enjoy the evening anymore. We can't go have dinner and just go have a nice night out. Yeah, and We're not only now are you having feelings about your ex, right. whatever they are. Now I am right. as well, right. and now it's just multi- the negativity just and multiplies. Watching, and who's watching all of this? The kids. The kids, because it's happening at both houses now. And they're learning that this is how we're going to communicate, and this is how we're going to operate. Right. And they can't get away from it, so that's all they start knowing. Right. right? And so this is, also, this is awesome that we're talking about this, mm-hmm. because... Conflict resolution is something that I was never taught as a kid. And I'm realizing that all of our kids at some one point, you know, one point in time have seen this conflict and we are modeling for them how we are going to get through this conflict. I have failed miserably a few times, you know, and then important part. You've realized that you've failed miserably. right. Right. But, and I can grow from that, but they're able to see, I think keeping that in mind when you're dealing with your ex, yeah, that you are modeling how to communicate in a hard situation because they're going to have to do that in their own lives. Yeah. And if they can be a witness to that and they can learn from that, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think yeah. that we can use our situation with our exes as a great learning opportunity for when our kids have a boss that they despise right. or a bully at school or a friend who stabs them in the back, or a boyfriend or a husband down the road that does something to them and they find themselves, you know. Conflict resolution, yep. Yeah, I think that if we operate out of a place of, we're, listen, this is we're teaching our kids right now, so we better have that mindset. Right. It's super helpful. So a big thing with that and um, kind of a fun game that I think that we could play oh, on our show. Games. A game. As quickly as you can think of what it is, just a word or a subject, give me what you think is, um, I'll give you some ideas of what I'm thinking, that um, what I feel is most, children need this. So it's kind of like, what's that that picture where you can't, I'm so confused. I don't know what we're doing at all. (laughs) I'm trying to make this. What are we doing? Um. What's that game where they play? And you Pictionary? Dr- yeah, and the people have to, you can't use a certain word. You have to describe it without using certain words, and they okay. have to guess what you're guessing. Okay. I know everyone's laughing, going, hey, it's, it's is it Pictionary? Uh, we don't play games. Don't you don't play like games. games. I know. <laughs> he hates board games, everyone. So it's something that 
children need, but I feel like dealing with your exes is so important too. And it's something that's so important to children. Like I'm guessing right now? You're guessing. You're going to guess what I'm talking about. Okay, what is, I'm guessing I'm guessing the subject of what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's just one word. <laughs> Am I blowing your mind? <laughs> I've no, yeah, I'm going to roll with this. Well. Go ahead. Okay. So children need this. It's very important that children need this. And I know you know it's important that children need this. But I feel like when you're dealing with your exes, yes, you need to deal with your exes the same way. You're, you're Consistency? Consi- see? It didn't even take you a minute. <laughs> Consistency. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Is this um, your game? It's my game. Did I win it's the game? Over, you win. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that is the single most important thing when you're raising kids. Right. And something that we should have another podcast on um, parenting styles in the household. Yes. Because the inconsistencies are really difficult. And I think that is one of the things when you're dealing with exes that is so difficult is um, your kids just having those inconsistencies between households. So the more you and your ex can be on the same page, right? the better. The better. And not only for just your children, because it's really, it's all about your children. Right. But it makes life so much easier. It makes it so much easier to go to bed at night because you're not angry. You're not upset. You are just doing what's right for your children. Yeah. You know, learning to let go of the little things. Right. Learning to pick and choose your battles. Sure. Or realize, hey, this isn't actually a battle. You know, this isn't, um, this isn't maybe a problem. This is not a hill I wish to die on. Yeah, or, you know, are, are we really fighting about, is this really a fight? You know, are right. we are we really angry about something, or are we really both just trying to get what's best for our kid? Yeah. You know, and then stop and look at their point of view. Yeah. Um, are they trying to harm my child? Our child? Because it's not just your child, it's our child, right? Or are they trying to make what they think is the best decision? You know? Mm-hmm. Some... Some are going to be bigger than others, mm-hmm. but uh, at the end of the day, pick and choose. Yeah. Okay, so I have one final question for you before we wrap this thing up with a bow. Okay. Um, is there anything you wish I would do differently when it comes to my ex? Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. One thing that comes to mind, and I know we've talked about this before, getting emotional. And not about your ex, but about the situations, about the circumstances, um, the way that things are going with your children. You get very emotional about them, right? Yes. And I don't think that helps the situation at all. And not that I'm asking you not to get emotional because emotions are your feelings, right? But maybe not let them rule Exactly. Yes. Let them have their place. Let them have their place, have their time. um, Grieve them, but not for a week. (laughs) Grieve (laughs) grieve them briefly. You know what I mean? I know. I have a tendency to let them linger. Yeah, and you can carry it on through a weekend. Because I I think that I just, when there's no resolution, I don't do well with that. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I feel about it until... There's no nothing there's no reason to feel about it, but Something that's happens. not necessarily healthy. I like that you don't one of my favorite things about you is that you let things roll off your back pretty quickly. I learn a lot, you know, that way. Well, we're people. We learn. 
Yeah. A lot. Do you have a final question for me? Um, yeah. What's that blog of yours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys can check us out um, three different ways right now other than this podcasting um, source. We have Instagram, which is blended underscore life. Right. We have blended life on Facebook. And then also the blog, which you were just asking about on our website, which is www.theblendedlife.net. Go over there. Um, We'd love to meet new families, feature families, connect with families, maybe host families here on our blog as we go. Um, And our podcast. I mean our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm new to this guy. So, but yeah. what What I think is super cool about this though. Mm-hmm. is that this is coming from us real people who are really dealing with this. And we're not professionals. We're not proclaiming to be like doctors or, you know, therapists or something. But we're really dealing with this. We're in it. And you guys are in it. Let's just be in this together. Let's yeah. work on um, making this time better. And next time, we don't really have time for it this time, but next time let's talk about your movement. You okay. Have, you have a cool idea for a movement. <laughs> I think... I think a lot that of sounds listeners. weird, but okay. No, I mean it's it's yeah. fun though. It's it's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. So if you guys like this video, like it, comment on it, follow subscribe. us, subscribe, hit the bell, get notifications. There's a bell, you guys. Did you? I didn't know there was a bell. I know. Fun. Yeah. Um, and stay tuned with us, and please comment. Yeah, if there's a topic you would like us yeah. to talk about, or. Um, you know, I, I, we would love suggestions. So thanks for listening, you guys. We're super excited. Can't see where this goes. It can only go up from here. Yeah. Have a good night. Good day. Thanks for watching. Peace. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.